Uh, welcome to the podcast. Uh, it's Bush and Richie here. Um, we actually thought uh, you might be interested sometimes to to hear about the behind-the-scenes workings of the radio stations. Yeah. Um, and uh, joining us at the beginning of the podcast today is our producer, Adem. The tooting ball bother, as you yeah, may remember. that name dropped when we came out of lockdown. Oh, it's not dropped. They've definitely not dropped. <laughs> yeah, no, just being rested. Have. Just being rested. <laughs> right. Um, just a question, and this isn't necessarily pertinent to any particular song that I've got in mind, but um, Bush and I are wondering, what would be the sum that we would have to pay you as a member of staff of Absolute Radio to delete a song from the system? So, so it would be dependent on the song, I'd say, first of all, but I wouldn't do any song for anything less than a week's wages. A week's... What, 60 quid? <laughs> <laughs> we mean go, go into the computer system, because like, let's be honest now, stuff ain't on CDs or vinyl no. or whatever. It, it, it's the modern world. Everything's on a massive supercomputer under lock and key down in the basement of this building, so we can't get anywhere near it. Adem does have access to it. So a little bit like... You remember the way Obi-Wan Kenobi sneaks around <laughs> the Death Star to try and power stuff down? Could you go downstairs and delete one song for us? That yes, we're not in theory, on? could you do it? It would take me five seconds. Wow. wow. Okay, let's let's change the question then and do it on like timings and parameters. If Bush and I were to take you down to the basement, but I would rather that didn't happen. Waterboard you. Yeah. <laughs> how long before you went, okay, I'll delete Babushka? Oh, no. Oh. <laughs> Well, the fact that Kate Bush is one of our head of music's favourite artists means I'm oh, not going to do it for no. a week's wage. Actually, just to put it back towards though, our lovely home time listeners, right? And this is just this is just mucking around and fun. We're not going to do nothing gets deleted. But if there was one song that we play that you could delete accidentally from our system, what would it be? Let us know. Home time at absoluteradio.co.uk. <laughs> Radio. They asked for a podcast. We told them to do it themselves. And here it is, the Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. So I had my flu jab done this morning and it took me right back to school days. Um, I don't know whether it was a rite of passage in your school. It certainly was in mine. That on the day that you had the BCG inoculation done... Oh, yeah. ..seemed to be the thing that not just the Scallies, but pretty much everyone was going round trying to thump someone else's arm on their BCG injection site. Punch them in the scar. Punch them in the scar. Hopefully, uh, young kids of uh, today's vintage are a little bit more mature than we were when we were at is, school. Is the BCG... Still a thing? Or maybe, I don't even know. Maybe they just send it to you on an app. <laughs> it could be. It's just an app. But this morning, when I had my flu jab done, it did take me straight back to it because the pharmacist who did it, as I'm walking out, said, there you go, all done. You might feel a little bit rubbish for a couple of days. And also, you might find that the site where we've done the injection could just be a little bit sore for a couple of days. It's a bit tender. And it just took me straight back to it, straight back to the whole, don't you know, don't don't try and thump the site and all that kind of thing. When you were a kid, did you have, like, there was, like, two injections. There was one that it was like 15 needles all in a circle. Yeah, I think that was the BCG thing. Was it, but they gave you that first, like a Gatling gun, and yes. then if you if that came up, yep. then you'd get the BCG after or something That's like that. That's it, yeah, strange sort of like circle, like a crop circle in it your was. arm. It was really weird. <laughs> Just don't do that anymore, it's really bizarre. So look, I thought, I thought it'd be quite good uh, for the first hour of the show uh, to, to find a complete the sentence, basically. At my school, it was a rite of passage too. Yeah. At my school, it was a rite of passage too. Complete the sentence. <laughs> 
sentence. <laughs> Turns out everyone was going around pummeling each other's arms on BCG Day. What was going on at your school? 8, 12, 15 for your text, or you can tweet us at Absu Radio. Uh, Claire in Osset says it was called the Heath Test, oh. and I was lucky enough to work for the inventor's grandson as his PA last year. Wow, we have some very connected listeners to this home time show. Isn't that amazing? Uh, Matthew says expulsion was the result for anyone punching their classmate's arm on BCG Day at my school in the late 80s. That is very hardcore. Uh, we're, we're, we're trying to get you to complete the sentence at my school. It was a rite of passage to a dot, 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 uh, because I had uh, had the old flu jab done today to yeah. be right back to the old uh, punching of the arm on BCG Day. Uh, Indie Girl says on Twitter, it was a rite of passage to have someone faint during the sex ed class. Oh. wasn't a proper one until at least one person fainted. Yeah, a little faint in assembly, that was always a good one, or a bit of a vom. Bit of a vom during a church service, that was another one. For us, the uh, the Ulmer right passage, there was two at Cuthbert Main School in Torquay. First one was to be rolled down the hill. Really? Off one of the yards, one of the uh, school yards. I say the yards to my daughter and she doesn't know what I'm talking about. They don't call it that anymore. <laughs> but we used to just get picked up and then just, you know, like sometimes you'd have your, some people have a, a, a fun wedding photo taken where all, yeah. all the groom, the friends of the groom are holding him. A little bit like that, but then you rolled down it's the It's a hill. rite of passage. Rite of passage. And then the other one, I, I was, uh, grew up in Torbay and uh, the Brixham bus was full of fishermen's children. So they're all big <laughs> lads. And they just uh, take you back to the back of the bus yep. double decker bus and you sit at the back there in like a three sides of a square and you go to the back everyone knows what's happening you go to the back to go and get your you're probably a head sports bag and you got absolutely shooed in we came we, we grew up in a charming generation didn't we different times uh, some brilliant stuff coming in uh, Brian in Market Harbour says uh, the, the right of passage at his school was to drink as much top deck shandy from the tuck shop as you could and try and feel drunk bearing in mind it was 0.5% there was that kind of myth or that legendary thing that you could get drunk on that or over a cider barrel ice lolly. Uh, Finn says, at my school it was a rite of passage to have your bag cabbaged. Wow. Which was to turn inside out and then have all your stuff put back in. That's amazing. And this one here, I've definitely been pulled out of church for this before. Kieran in Reading says, at our school it was a rite of passage to be the last person to hold a note after the hymn had finished during the school assembly of 800 plus. <laughs> amazing. Uh, what was it at your school, Sam? Um, so... What we used to do, this was only the lads that did it, is they'd get us a can of antiperspirant um, and they'd, they'd spray it on um, another lad's um, crotch area, shall we say, and they'd end up with this horrible white stain uh, all day um, on the... Uh, yeah, that, that was oh. a horrible one. Well, um, could you please name and shame the school that you went to? I'm getting Grange Hill-type 80s vibes with this, Sam. No, this was quite recent. This was um, Stonehenge School in Amesbury. Stonehenge in School? Wow. Didn't know that the monoliths had a school. That's amazing. Were you taught, wow. by, taught by druids? <laughs> Unfortunately not, no. Um, I mean, some of them were the age of druids, but... <laughs> so how old are you, Sam, so we can just try to get uh, age you on this? Yeah, I'm 20. He's only 20. Wow, it's not long since he was actually going around with the antiperspirant yeah. himself. Joy, it shows, though, because Sam's not long left school, if you don't mind me saying so, Sam, it shows that these kind yeah. of, uh, this kind of japes, this tomfoolery, is still going strong, <laughs> which is good. Is that depressing <laughs> or exciting? <laughs> <laughs> 
Nice one, man. Good to Cheers, see you. Cheers, Sam. Take care. Cheers. Oh, some amazing stuff coming in. Uh, Grim, I oh, know, not Grim. Craig says it's Grim. Uh, <laughs> on email, yeah, well, he says he went to Up Holland High School in Wigan. Our rite of passage was to get locked in the cage. The cage was a huge metal cage housing rubbish bins from the canteen. In the high of the summer, if you got caged, you were attacked by angry bees and wasps, and everyone pointed and laughed. It was Grim. Toughen you up. Toughen it, you up. It would do. It's, it's character building. <laughs> what was the rite of passage at your place, George? Well. The rite of passage, when it was your birthday, you had to get the bumps, right, by your mates. Yeah. Up and down. <laughs> but then your shirt would come up, obviously, and then everyone slapped your tummy, and it hurt a lot. And you'd just be like, stop, stop. And you ended up going back to your next lesson with a load of red hair marks on your... But they were fun times, weren't they? Like nowadays, when oh, you're yeah. a grown-up, right, and it's your birthday, you, there's this weird thing now where you've got to bring yeah. flapjacks in for people in the office. What's all that about? <laughs> it's not fair. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, back in the day, if it was your birthday, you think, well, I've got to have that today, haven't I? Yeah. Mate, I have got your birthday in December marked in my diary. If our producer is strong enough and we're allowed to with social yeah. distancing, I will happily give Bush the bumps. I would love the bumps. Genuinely, I would love the bumps. And we will, and we will slap your stomach till it's red raw. <laughs> I can't wait. You know what? I can't wait. Can I just say I love Bez from the Happy Mondays? Mm-hmm. Do you love Bez? He's like a national treasure. Oh, the Happy Mondays is one of my favourite bands, but I think Bez is proof that in terms of rock stars, they don't make them like that anymore. Uh, and he was interviewed last week, God bless him, and he came out with an amazing thing. Uh, he admitted, Bez admitted that he is scared of tap water and lycra wow what a combination of things to be scared of tap water and lycra now I've not read the article so I don't know what the stories are behind that but I imagine if it's bears it's fairly interesting <laughs> uh, but it got me thinking about if you imagine condensing down the two things that scare you the most in life and then having them in this one easy little phrase like that what for you what two things scare you Richie well that's why I'm not going to laugh too much at bears this is it. It's, it's, it drills down to the very core of your soul, doesn't it, this question? Creamy milk and eyes. Creamy milk and eyes. Yeah, yeah. I can't stand the creamy residue around the top of a vessel of creamy milk. Can't stand it. When I was a kid, we used to shake that stuff to make butter out of it oh. and then spread it on our toast. That's oh. how you used to entertain yourself in you, Devon in the 80s. I used to have to block myself off uh, with other cereal boxes to not see my dad having his cereal with creamy milk. That's so how we, much I hated it. You wouldn't go anywhere near blue top milk in a million years. Couldn't see it. Couldn't see it. Amazing. And then eyes. Anything to do with them. Tales about eye injuries or something in your eye or contact lenses or just looking at people. Yeah. Oh, my eyes. Just <laughs> no thanks. I think the, the, no way. the thing that connects those two Oof. kind of fears of yours, it's like, is it viscous? Is that the word I'm after here? G- gelatinous kind of... It could be. It's a texture thing. It could be. Eyes have got that kind of side of a pork pie thing about it. I have nightmares about conjunctivitis. Well, that is awful, isn't it? Yeah. Sorry if you're having your tea. <laughs> uh, two things that, I, that scare me, right? Go on. Two things I'm scared of. Babies with bows... <laughs> you know when, when people put bows on babies' heads? Okay. I hate that. It freak, literally freaks life out of me. And then men with weak handshakes. <laughs> you know when you, when you chat to someone, you go, all right, we'll see you later on, the mate, and you, you shake hands with them and it's like a wet fish. Yes. It, it almost makes me shudder right the way through to the evening. So in that respect, the pandemic and the, uh, the, the you know, the, the lack of handshakes yeah. has kind of helped you out. Although it makes me feel a bit at sea because I don't know. I can't, I can't <laughs> test whether someone, you know, has got a firm handshake or not. So this is the thing. Uh, Sandra's got two that are linked, I would say. I'm no psychiatrist. Open staircases and open wardrobe doors. I can see the staircase thing because you almost feel like you're being sucked over it and fallen down, but yeah. I don't want the whole um, 
a cupboard door, wardrobe door thing. It's well, imagine imagine that you are trying to sleep at night in a darkened room, but you know that the wardrobe door is open. I think I'd struggle. That'd be terrible, wouldn't it? What, you could fall in there? Well, no, some kind of ghoulies coming out of the door or something or other. Well, it sounds like you've stayed in some interesting <laughs> hotels over the years. Uh, Liz Davis says, uh, fish bones and snakes. <laughs> okay. Interesting combo. Very bony. Try very hard not to laugh at uh, the ones that you guys have. Amazing. Uh, Holly says, the two that scare me are people in costumes which don't look real. For example, <laughs> Mr. Blobby used to scare the heck out of me. Teletobbies, even Barney has his moments. And then the second thing, seeds inside of peppers. Can't touch them. I can get with that. And, and the first one, my first ever girlfriend used to, her weekend job was to dress up as Mr. Wimpy at the Wimpy Fleetwalk Torquay. All right. There you go. <laughs> it's true. Uh, let's leave that there. <laughs> this person doesn't leave <laughs> their name. Did she? Sorry. Don't worry. But, uh, dolls on the dinner table and sweet wrappers in a mug or glass, says this person. Okay, yeah. And James from Doncaster says, holes freak me out. Not singular, but lots of holes together. And I think we've talked about this before on the show. That's called trypophobia, which is triggered when one person sees a cluster of holes or bumps and that's why they kind of have stuff like crumpets wow what a bizarre thing that is eh I've got Gary on the line Gary what two things are you scared of mate olives and when a gear box crunches into gear it just sends <laughs> shivers through me I don't know if it's the expense or but it's awful do you know what when I was a kid I remember walking around town and if, if my we ever uh, had a car drive past us and they crunched the gears my dad would go oof oof <laughs> even he was walking past it oof <laughs> mine would be I would go I'll go and pick it up I said, yeah, dropped a clanger there, mate. Yeah. And what was the other one? Oh, you say olives. Olives. They are the devil's food. I've tried green, black stuff. Oh. They are disgusting. And what is it in particular about the olive that you don't like? Is it the taste, the look, the menace of them? The, the taste, I think, uh, use olive oil, which is fine, but even a pasta if it's got it in is disgusting. But I'm not sure if it stems from my dad. Growing up in the north, we never had olives, really. We went on holiday when I was about 10. Yeah. And he walked past a bowl and thought they were grapes, picked a big handful up and shoved them in his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I've got visions of Gary having a nightmare tonight of somebody sat in a car trying to get it into gear whilst eating olives. That's a bad combo for oh. Gary, isn't it, mate? Oh, he's setting him off already. Oh, Gary, steady I'm on. Kind of shake. I'm shaking when you're saying that. It's weird. Brilliant. Good speech, you man. Take care. Really appreciate it. Uh, Joe says, worst of damage and falling downstairs knocking all my teeth out. There's a lot of falling down staircases things going on tonight, isn't there? Which is a dream thing, I believe. I think people fall in their sleep, don't they? And it they means do. that and teeth fall out. And, and some people dream about Wurzel Gummidge as well. well. He was terrifying. He took his own head off when he sat in the shed. I mean, it's just not on, is it? Uh, Michelle says, I'm scared of ice. Uh, and this person says, I'm scared of the boxes you jump onto in the gym and toilet flushes that go directly into the wall. <laughs> Very specific indeed. Got Phil on the line. Phil, mate, what two things are you scared of? Well, it was only one, really. So when I was a, when I was a kid, I was absolutely petrified of buttons. Anything with a button on, oh, my mum wouldn't be able to get me near anything. If I had buttons on, not a chance. And uh, probably got over that now but it's kind of turned into five Ps that just make me feel physically sick. So it is actually yeah, two things. It's <laughs> buttons and five Ps. Buttons and five pence pieces. Well, yeah, they're, they're much of a much, muchness out there, I suppose. So much of a muchness? I've never seen someone with a jacket with five P buttons. <laughs> so how, how does this manifest itself in your daily life, then? If you're getting some change back from someone in, the in say, the corner shop, what happens if they, they give you back loads of five pence pieces? What happens? To be fair... If I get a handful of change, I don't look at it and I put it straight in my pocket and then it's not an issue. Just don't look but at it. But when I get it out, if it's 
if I find that there is a five pm man, generally the whole lot will just get thrown and I walk away. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> and did you did you dislike the the old five pence piece? It was a bit bigger than the current five pence piece. Which is the creepier one? The, the new smaller one or the older slightly bigger one? Oh, it's just it's just the new smaller one. They're just they're just minging out there. Phil, <laughs> <laughs> so can I make a suggestion? Uh, embrace your fear here. What you could do, and it'll make you an even better person. If you get a load of five peas in your hand, you, you just turn to the person who's given it you and go, "Keep the change." Yeah. They'll think you're a really <laughs> giving, fair. generous person, and you don't have to confront your fear. To be fair, it's not a bad shout. That's it. We can't help you with the buttons, mate. But just <laughs> leave the change there. All right. <laughs> Sometimes in life, when things get a little bit boring, uh, or you just need to lighten the moods, you, you find a game in the most odd circumstances. And that is certainly something that uh, Bush and I are doing at the moment. Now, uh, uh, many of us working from home right now, we are still making our way into our Soho studio to do the home time show for you every day, which means at the moment that when the two of us enter the building, we have to have our body scanned to find out what our core temperature is to then safely enter the building. It's an amazing bit of kit that they've brought in into yeah. reception. It's like a little video screen with your face on it and everything like that and a little red dot lines up between your eyes and it, yeah. I don't know how it does it but it does tell you your temperature. Now, here, here's where it's become a game, alright, because we can we, we generally arrive around about the same time every day yep. and we compete against each other to see who has the lower body temperature. <laughs> Which has been interesting because I cycle into work yes. so I'm having to almost get in a bit earlier and wait outside for my core temperature to reduce so that I can try and edge it out on Richie. Now, irritatingly today, I have had my flu jab which is which is yes. what I am putting down today's <laughs> defeat because <laughs> Bush came in with a 36.7 today. Very proud of that. I sadly scored a 37.3. Oh. So it means I was today's loser. That's quite a lot higher than me actually. In the world of temperatures you know, normally it's around about the same mark. It, hey, it, it was World Health Organization still fine, alright? So he's, he's still got a green light but I feel like I've I've got, the, I've got the trophy this evening. Yeah. But I tell you what, it passes the time, doesn't it? It does indeed. It passes the time. So, is there any silly game that you play? It might not necessarily be a workplace one. Hey, Bush, Richie, my husband and I uh, play Kiss Bee. It's like Frisbee, but with blowing kisses. Change it up with slow-mos, lobs and the occasional high speed. Do you know, I quite like the... At first, it got my back up for some reason, <laughs> but now I kind of think, fair enough, well, I think we all need cheering up. Yeah. Uh, this is hopefully should particularly chime with people who, if you work uh, where there's not that many other people around or you do overnight shifts and stuff like that and you just got to keep yourself ticking over for whatever reason. Uh, back in the day, before I got here to London and Absolute Radio, etc., I worked overnight in factories making, um, you know, putting those crystals that you get in with electrical goods. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Little yeah. packets that you put them in a box. So you get like a, a stereo or whatever, you get these little pack of crystals in there. What we would do, we were at the end of a production line with like a conveyor belt, and then there's some old grumpy fella at the end. What he would do is he'd put the, the uh, crystal packets in the box, but we'd be folding them up, and like, almost like rolling them, like rollies yeah. first, and putting them on the conveyor belt. What we would do, because we were so bored overnight, is make one and then hide two under our seat. Make one, hide two under our seat. Then look at each other and go, now, and all pile them on at the same time. So he was overflowed. <laughs> it's like, I absolutely love it. It used to make me want to go into work early. It's a little game. Uh, this is a belter from Sinbad. He says, when watching who wants to be a millionaire back in the early 2000s me and my flatmate used to play a game when they introduced the fastest finger first contestants <laughs> as Tarrant introduced everyone you had to pick one to well 
you know. Glamorous with. Yeah. Uh, and if you hadn't declared an interest by the last person to be introduced, then you had no choice but to, well, you know. Wow. Seemed like fun at the time, but when I tried to introduce this on the recent Jeremy Clarkson reboot with my wife, it didn't go down too well. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Uh, Rosa says, me and my wife compete not to be like our respective parents. I think everyone <laughs> plays that game. Steph says, my dad and I compete to see the first car with a new number plate every March and September. The winner needs photo evidence or an independent person to corroborate the story. And oh. she's sending a photo of her in front of a car with the actual new... Not like she's behind it, by the way, not, yeah. not in the middle of the road. And it's got a new number plate. I and love that what game. What a great game that is. That's brilliant. Uh, tell us the games that uh, you play. You can tweet us at Absolute Radio. Kieran, what do you do? Yeah, well, it kind of started people got out of bed last. How do you make it? And then we started saying, well, I'm out of bed already. I'm not making it. And then it kind of became a game where... I'd say, just you roll over and I'll give you a hug. I can put my arm around and then I'd pull the blind, the covers over, jump out of bed. I'm up first. You have to make the bed. Wow, so you almost started to do illegal manoeuvres just to make sure that you were out of bed first. Both of us started doing illegal manoeuvres. <laughs> <laughs> so this is you and your other half competing to see who's going to make the bed. Um, yep. See who gets up first. Yep, but getting out of bed, you actually have to stand up. It's not kind of like crawling around and you have to stand up and say, look, both feet out of the bed. And, and, can, and just as a loophole here, you can't get out of the bed, say, I'm out of the bed, then don't, jump back in again. That's, that's yep. illegal. Yeah, that's illegal. Who did it that's this morning, Kieran? Uh, me. <laughs> <laughs> Yesterday it didn't count because I was on night shift, but because uh, they said they were freezing in bed themselves. But yeah, I just kind of said, uh, I'm just going to grab something here and then kind of jump. First. And let's give your other half a, a, a credit on the show. What's her name? Uh, Valerio. Brilliant. Good to speak to you, man. Absolute Radio. They asked for a podcast. We told them to do it themselves. And here it is, the Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. That's the end of the podcast. Thank you for listening. Cheers for listening right to the end. During the course of this show, I, uh, producer Adam has just come up with another offer, contraband, contraband black market oh, offer right, for Richie okay, and I. Yeah. Tell yeah. us the other thing that you've got the powers to do. So I could rewrite any song with another song, but keep the title and the artist of the song you think you're going to play next. So, like, record over it? Yeah, so if you think you're going to play... Babushka by Kate Bush, for I example. Put, <laughs> I could put Mr Brightside by The Killers over that. Amazing. Wow, so our kind of head of music would never know, because the title, for all intents and purposes, says Babushka. Yeah. Oh, sorry, we keep saying <laughs> the song. Okay, guys, ready for this? One, two, three, four. Bush and Richie's podcast